Welcome to another episode of the Global Connect. Today, I'm going to talk about uh, general topics. Um, I'm out here in Helsinki, Finland currently, and I haven't been home, but I'm just looking at a bunch of things, some hot topics that's going on. Um, and I see everybody is very um, up in arms about President Trump and the whole MAGA, Make America Great Again movement. And with politics, for me, it's like anything else. You know, eight years we had Democrats and everybody was screaming, my president is black. Then they give you another four or eight years of Republicans and then the next side can, you know, cheer their little pom-poms. Man, I don't get into politics like that. Um, my feeling about politics is your local politics really affect you more than the federal politics. If you're not making a hundred million dollars a year, really a president can't really, you know, change your life. I guess I would say your local politics, where's that park being built? Is that street sign um, getting fixed? Is that bumping that road or that pothole in the road? Is that getting fixed? Um, is the water sanitized? Is the local water system sanitized? Okay, those things matter because that's what I have to really get up to every morning and fight in order to make my day a better day. So my local environment is going to be number one. Now, federal politics, I feel like, I guess, does affect people in a, in a way because there are certain tax laws. And certain laws that can be put down that can't affect you as far as your paycheck. But I just still feel like, you know, government is just ran by a clique of people who can basically um, manage um, a business. And each country is just an individual business and they turn it over to a different manager, a different CEO. And who qualifies to be that CEO? You never know because you're not talking to the owners. So you got to look at a country like a business business owners. Like it's like a LLC. Okay? So the board of directors, you may not know who those board of directors are, but they're choosing a CEO to run the company. So in, in order for us to understand how countries work, we need to find out who are the board of directors. And the board of directors actually direct the um you know <clears throat> the board of directors they they Direct the business The way they uh, Handle business I guess I'm trying to find a, a unique word But let me just keep it in layman's term The board of directors Just basically oversee The running of the company They want to make the most money Be the most powerful Less competition um, All those things So I don't really get into that um, Another topic I was looking at is like the NBA and the NBA has did something that I was shocked about They're They've given the players the power. Now, how much of that power does the players yield? I believe they do um, have they, they exercise their powers to the limits, meaning that or but who extra who exercises this power means more than what you think. And give you the case in point, I believe the NBA owners and the players have some type of split deal. 
about the revenue of how much revenue comes in so the players do get a nice chunk of the revenue of of sales which is that's merchandise and tv and uh, all types of different um corporate um you know revenue streams that's coming in regardless of what it what it be and um so the players are making a lot of money but now the nba players are actually taking things in their hands and when they get fed up with the organization they just you know basically say i want to be traded they want to you know they want to basically stop doing work getting a contract that's like you you have a contract with somebody and they just stop you still have to pay them they stop and tell you they don't want to be there no more and you must find them another place to uh work and so it's a funny deal because like nfl would never do that and, and they have more players and it's a you know i would say it's a tougher sport um but the, the basketball players have have garnered a lot of power and it's led by of course lebron james and now you have kevin durant and you have a couple of more players that kind of mean something to the league and their voice has became louder than the owners now a lot of this this new voice that um entertainers and athletes have i believe it comes from the social media revolution and you can look at social media and the amount of followers that the person has especially if they're famous and they kind of have an audience of like 50 million people they they have an audience of 28 million people so that means they can wake up in the morning and say something and that many people at that time that follow them see it and can believe it or act off of it so it's very it's a very powerful tool and some of these guys are famous only on the uh the on on social media i'm uh, uh i mean you got um antonio brown for the a Pittsburgh Steelers he's acting up right now but he's really not I would say he's known but he's he's like this social media star and some of this stuff has actually gone to these guys heads and I'm not saying it in a bad way because you know he has to take care of his family and, and everybody makes their own moves man you make your own moves you lie in your own bed you make the bed up you gotta lay in it you know what I'm saying so however these guys like to handle their business that's their personal uh uh, business but the nba players are able to do it because their face is being shown they have they have greater market penetration and what i mean market penetration is the basketball players are wearing jerseys and you can see their face so you get to know their personality the football players have uh you know all this gear on and you can't really see the person so you don't know who the guy is and you don't really connect to him on a personal level. so yeah the nfl is just another um thing of its own and it's part of the nfl problem is that the negotiation at the uh, labor union meetings uh never go in their favor the owners of the nfl um i guess they just have a longer there's like a longer standing clique of guys, older owners. They usually pass um, the um, NFL ownership through families. It's a, more of a family business. But the owners, um, I guess, of course, you have a higher chance of getting injured in the NFL. Your, your uh, playing career is shorter. So they don't give the NBA players. The NBA players can play 15 years, 
um, the average star plays 15 years and the really great guys um, last even up to up towards 20 years so that is a bigger investment a more heftier uh, investment um, so these are just the type of things I'm looking at um, and I see um, the, the whole 21 Savage thing that was really interesting is how I guess I don't understand how he got exposed I guess from being from you know Dominico or the UK it was funny because I seen a bunch of Americans like Dominique Dom it's Dominica, man. Dominica is an island in the Caribbean, man. We got to get out and start knowing this geography. Because when I'm out here on this, um, you know, out here in the world, people like to joke at Americans because we kind of don't like to know geography. And I just tell people, if you live in a country with 315 million people and you speak the same language, you tend to think that it's just us. And I don't have to know what this place is like. We are it. And that's how Americans sometimes, I guess if you fully bought in, you have this mentality. I don't have that mentality because I've traveled around the world and I've lived in countries where I was like, hey, man, I could live here and be fine. And it has everything I need. And, yeah, I'm going to need to visit home, but I can make it if I have to come here and just live. I, I don't see too much difference sometimes when you're away from home. In my situation, it's just more peaceful. And I feel like I don't have nothing to do with a lot of foolishness that I see on a daily basis. I don't say that uh, I'm like, you know, thinking I'm better. It's just that I don't have to deal with it. That ain't that ain't my reality every morning. I don't have to get up and worry about that. I don't have to sit in rush hour traffic. I don't have to. I, I drive every day. But living in Finland, I don't have to drive every day. I can get a $54 bus train pass and pretty much go anywhere I want to in 30 minutes and and can get on fast trains and do all kind of different things that I couldn't do at home so it's fine for me but just getting back to this topic about the 21 Savage situation it, it's funny because a lot of our youth some of you young guys and I understand it's, it's no it's no knock against the young guys but for me rappers man I'm gonna be honest and it's gonna all go into the whole 21. Most of these rappers, most of these rapper guys are just smart guys, man. They are they are like a lot of them are college graduates. A lot of them are smart enough to know I can turn myself into this character and have this persona. And that's what's really really what rap is now, rap artists. It's about persona. So 21 Savage, he has a persona. You know, he's a young guy. You know what I'm saying? He he. What is he? You know, savage. He's a shooter. It's a persona. It's a person. It's a personality. It's a persona you're trying to push, and you have to keep this persona. But they exposed him. It was funny that they exposed him, and basically showed that he wasn't from the country. Which I wouldn't say he's not from here. If you grew up in the UK, and you came here at seven. You know, and you and you lived in Atlanta since you've been seven, and you're 24 years old. That you know, that's 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 17 years in one place. You're gonna be a product of your environment. So I'm not saying the guy ain't who he say he is, but it's just it shocks me that they exposed it. And now, like I said, a lot of young people, I guess, question it. And you know, a lot of people in hip hop now they got this thing where they call um industry plants, and, and they finding out like a lot of guys like. You know the 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 Migos was like doing something with Whitney Houston back in the day, and 
um who is this little yachty i think he was like some type of kid um artist under somebody i want to say was it ludicrous it was somebody i was just looking at it the other day and it was just funny that those type of things come out sometime and um we get to just see that it's deeper than what we think it is we think some of these guys are just hustling at home and they just made it no they've been practicing this craft and getting better and presenting albums and just getting denied and it takes you a long time to perfect your craft you can't be a rap artist with good lyrics and really still be in the streets because you have to write every day you have to read and learn more words and how to put more things together so you don't have time these guys ain't hustling man no they in the studio working you know how long it takes to do an album some of these albums it takes eight or nine months man you got to be in the studio damn near every day they got to you know be editing your stuff you got to get your vocals right your ab lives right and like how they used to put albums together a long time ago guys would go to la or miami or new york and sit for six or seven months and have to make this album and call everybody to where they are and they would get in the studio together and compose songs it takes sometime two to three days to do this because it's perfection dr dre is not going to come into your studio and make a beat in one day it takes dre sometime two weeks to make a beat because he wants to perfect it he's perfected his craft and so we take the artist form and the artistry out of it and just listen to the music and yes a lot of it is garbage but a lot of it is telling the reality it's like two in one and I don't look at it as per se like, man, I love soul music and R&B music and soft music. It's my culture. But I also like the hardcore rap because it's masculine. And we losing a lot of masculinity. And, and being masculine has nothing to do with disrespecting women. Men are just men. And we need to develop more men um, in this world. A lot of more masculine kind of guys. They like to just chill and relax and can be responsible guys. The kind of guys that have kids and take care of those kids. We just need more type of, of that. So the whole 21 Savage thing was just, I don't know what it was behind it. And there is a lot of stuff. I don't get into the whole, yeah, everybody down with Illuminati and all this stuff. But that could be true, but I don't control it. So I don't know exactly know, know what that is. And so I don't get into all these conspiracy theories, but yeah, I do see guys. It looks like some guys may sell themselves short or sell out for uh, some type of interest. So um, the 21 Savage thing, but it's a lot of artists like that. It's just not 21. A lot of these dudes have these fake personas or they were something else. And a lot of people got on to Rick Ross for working. And I'm like, man, a lot of these artists have to work, man. These are normal people at the end of the day. It's just like a person like you that would be at a job right now and you would be 21 years old at your job and be saying like, yeah, man, I want to be a rapper. Well, your ass going to be rapping at home and when you around your homeboys, you're going to be freestyling, but you still got this damn job because you got bills to pay. So just because Rick Ross was a CEO doesn't mean at that time, I think Rick Ross went to school. He went to Carroll City High School and I think he went to college and didn't make it in football. So the dude life is going in the right direction. Okay, he comes back home. He could go and sell drugs. But he was probably like, man, I'm going to get this damn job and be a correctional officer because I'm big enough to be a correctional officer. It doesn't mean that he's, again, he's working for the state. I guess for our people, that's like a fucking cardinal sin. But whatever. 
the dude got a job. He was a CEO. Okay, he might have stopped working as a correctional officer. That doesn't matter just because you're a correctional officer. And then he went to be a fucking rapper, which was his true craft. And of course, yeah, these guys are rapping and telling you these different stories and stuff like that. And a lot of these rappers are telling stories of their friends and their homeboys. But still, the man can fucking write records and he can make records and he lived his dream. And just to get caught up into this persona, which is not necessarily true, doesn't even, who cares? Why do you even take it that serious? I don't even take the music serious. I listen to it if it's good art form and stuff like that, but I don't have too many, I don't have too much opinions about the music unless it's just trash. But if it's good music, I'm gonna listen to the music and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it is. So, you know, we need to just, you know, this is more for these younger guys. These guys are normal. Everybody is normal, man. Even these rich people, they want to be treated normal. They just want to have a normal conversation. They don't want to be eating with their family and get up and have to give a freaking autograph every five minutes. They just want to be normal people, too. And I understand that. You know what I mean? That's just that's that's just life. They want to be treated like a normal person. Also, we put value on a lot of people and things. Like I said, I'll listen to 21 Savage Steel and take out all his. Per- I don't care about him personally. I don't know him. I would have to meet the guy, sit around the guy, see his character, see how he is when things go this this way or that way. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to judge people's character off of just meeting them one time. So. Yeah, he's telling us this and he's telling us that, but it could be, it could be complete fabrication. So just watch for the hooks, man, on that one. Um, that's about it. Um, I, like I said, I just it was it, it's funny because like I said, I look at some of some of the stories that's happening. I mean, one of the things that's happening that I that I'm just really um I watch a lot of you know first forty eight like some of these murders, man, are senseless crimes. And I just wish that the violence part, if we could just tone down on, on violence and tone down on how we treat one another. And I'm, I'm, I'm more than anything talking about my African, my black people in the United States, man. I'm not no, I mean, I was pro-black, man. I'm, I'm more pro-black than there. I'm living in a, a white country now, but I'm more pro-black than you think. You know, I've been to, I've lived in Africa. I've grew up in the South, segregated. So I know. It's just the violence, man. We got to love one another regardless of the situation, regardless of what type of beef. We got to have some type of code of conduct. Why not sit down? Why can't we sit down and talk about our differences? I don't think sometimes a life is worth it. I don't want to fight over no female and kill another man and take another man, take my man away from his children or mother or father. It don't have to be like that. It's not that these things can be worked out. You know what I'm saying? Like we need to have a diplomatic channel where we can sit individuals down and settle the score for good and leave it where it is. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel like we have to address our differences, start to address things diplomatically. And I don't give a damn if you in some gang gang or you hollering about. I don't give a fuck about all that bullshit. I'm telling you how it should be. Men sit down and men discuss. You ever heard that saying by Snoop Dogg? We can sit down and handle this like gentlemen or get into some gangster shit? Well, that was one of the most profound quotes in rap history. And a lot of us don't even fucking look back. Some of these quotes that these guys were saying back in the day goes for to this day. 
we can sit down and handle this like gentlemen or we can get into some gangster shit and like i was saying if the gunplay and all the bullshit happen let's try to sit down first and diplomatically work things out and say hey i'm gonna respect this and i'm gonna respect this and we're gonna leave it at that and that's how you handle that so i'm not like i said I, i'm not one of these black lives matter people or nothing i'm just being honest i come from I don't come from the streets, but I know about the streets and I know what's up. You know what I'm saying? I don't live that life and I don't never want to live like that life. And I never lived that life. I grew up decent, decent enough, but I hung around and I seen and I observed and I learned. I can go to the hood and shake everybody's hand in the hood and be cool. And I can go in that corporate office and talk to some people in some suits about some business and about how you handle this and handle that and do it all with confidence because... You have to know both sides. So that's just what I'm going to say. This is your boy signing out. Global Connect Podcast, baby. Peace.